Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. You want to execute and raise capital properly. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. My mom always said it's rude to keep people waiting. Well, best ever listeners, that's exactly what you're doing if you're not funding your deals with our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land. Patch of Land is a crowdfunding marketplace that matches up your deals with accredited and institutional investors who want to invest in your deal. Patch of Land literally has thousands of investors ready to fund your next deal. You don't want to keep them waiting, do you? And guess what? It's a lightning quick process too. In fact, the average Patch of Land loan closes in just seven days. Is a five to seven day close faster than how long it currently takes you to close on financing? And just think, wouldn't it be wonderful to have all of your financing needs taken care of for all of your deals? How many more deals could you close if you already knew where the money was coming from? With Patch of Land, you no longer have to worry about the financing part. They've got it taken care of for you. Go to Patch of Land and find out how to get your next deal funded by the thousands of investors waiting for you right now. Go to patchofland.com. That's P A T C H O F L A N D.com. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Doug Ruark. Hi, Doug. Hey, Joe. How are you? Doing well, and thank you for joining us. And Doug is joining us from Denver, Colorado. He is the principal at Regulation D Resources. And he is a top-notch expert on Regulation D offer programs, as his company name would imply. And he's also a descendant of Scottish royalty, so we have some royalty in our presence. This conversation is going to be centered around raising money. So if you're interested in raising money, then listen up. Doug, can you talk a little bit about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, absolutely. So... um my background is serving as a principal and founder of Regulation D Resources, um, and we've uh, we've been operating since 1999. We specialize in taking companies through the process of uh, the preparation and execution of Regulation D exempt securities offerings. And Regulation D is a Securities and Exchange Commission program that is offered to typically utilized and offered to a small and medium size. Uh, private businesses that have a need to go out 
raise capital, and obviously in the process, then they're going to have some type of security sale that's going to happen. They're going to sell membership units out of an LLC, or they might be selling common or preferred stock, or they might be selling debt instruments. And so our firm uh, takes a, a, a client company through that entire process. We take them through structuring. We uh, draft all of the prospectus materials that disclose information to the investors. We take them through their filing with the SEC. Uh, and then we also work with them uh, from the standpoint of distribution of the offering and, and promotion of the securities and obviously ultimately uh, raising capital. So that is a, it sounds like it's the, a, a turnkey solution for uh, people who want to raise money and uh, you know, bring in investors and buy. In, in, in this case, we're talking about real estate. And I know, you know not all of your business is focused on real estate, but a good percentage of your business is focused on real estate. What does an investor need to have prepared before they come to your team? Sure. Um, and really to clarify on that, uh, 40% of our business is real estate. So there, uh, the Reg D programs are very frequently utilized by real estate operators because real estate operators are in a position uh, of, of raising capital privately from investors. And, and whether that be for a small single asset transaction uh, where they're, they're maybe buying a, a $700,000 property that they're going to buy, rehab, and flip, and they're pooling five or six investors, uh, we, we do deals where we've got 40 and $50 million aggregated asset funds, where you've got a, uh, an actual fund-type structure that's going to raise money and, and purchase multiple assets. Really, in terms of what would a client need uh, to, to engage us and move forward, certainly they're going to need to have in place prior to execution of the offering um, an entity. Uh, and a lot of times in the real estate deals, it's going to be a special purpose entity that's put in place. Uh, many times it's an LLC. And um, so that, that is really the entity that's going to raise the capital and then ideally also engage in the, the operations. If it's uh, uh, you know purchasing several assets, uh, repositioning, rehabbing them, and selling them, that's, that's going to happen through that special purpose entity. As far as information, uh, you know, we're going to need obviously information about the client company, what are their planned operations, um, if it's real estate and they're buying assets, what's the vetting criteria for purchasing those assets, uh, what's the uh, the strategy? Is it is it buy rehab reposition uh, and sell? Is it buy uh, and hold for a period of time? Um, and obviously, there's there's a lot of different operational models in in the real estate sector. We do. You know, guys that are doing infill sites, whether they're going to purchase an infill site and put up 10 spec homes. We do fund-type structures, and we obviously also work with people that are just doing uh, single-asset-type purchases. So really, we're going to need information, obviously, on that client in terms of how they're going to operate um, and the strategy for the company moving forward, bios on management, financial projections, and so really that's part of the first phase of our process is analyzing how is the client going to operate and then working with them on, on really the specific data that we'll need from that point forward to get the offering prepared and get them ready to go out and interact with investors. Where in the process do investors typically come to you? Is it way before they have a deal and they know they just want to invest in and I'm talking specifically real estate, they, they know they want to invest in a, a property, they want to buy, let's say, for an example, an apartment building, and they know they want to raise money. Um, at what point do they typically come to you, and at what point would you like them to come to you? It really depends on their situation. Uh, we've got situations where 
Um, a client needs to raise capital. They may have a specific asset that they've identified. They may actually already have that specific asset under contract, and they need to go out now and raise capital from investors. Um, and, you know, certainly we're going to want them to engage us early in that process because especially if they have the asset uh, under contract, there's obviously going to be a window there within which they need to perform, and we've got to get them through the prep process and then obviously get them out on market so they can raise capital. Um, we do obviously have situations where we have a client company and they've maybe pulled some some investors together in terms of general interest, um, and then they've identified an asset and now they need the offering because the investors obviously need to invest through it to invest properly. Um, I think one of the advantages of raising capital prior to identifying and putting under contract an asset is that you are capitalizing prior to that contract so that you're coming to the table as a cash a cash buyer and obviously puts you into a position of um, uh, leverage in, in terms of your negotiations. So when we execute transactions like that, I mean, the technical term would be calling it a blind pool. I don't really prefer using that term because, in fact, you are providing the investors pretty specific information on the types of assets you're going to be seeking and your vetting criteria. But the advantage of that is if you're going to go out and buy five multifamily properties, you can go out and execute a fund under Reg D uh, with the intent to do that. You may not have those assets identified and under contract yet, but what it allows you to do is raise the capital needed to execute on those properties. And then that way, when you do go put in that contract and, and negotiate, you're negotiating from a position of strength because you have cash on your balance sheet, you're a cash buyer, you're ready to move forward and purchase those properties. In an ideal world, I can see how... Um, certainly there's advantage of raising the capital and having it locked in and, you know, what's called a blind pool, but you are, as you mentioned, you're giving them information about the asset. In reality, that can be very challenging for somebody just doing their first deal uh, where they have experience in real estate, but this is the first time they're actually raising money because, you know, from a investor standpoint, it's tough to throw money in a fund or a pool if you don't know where specifically what property it's going to. So for the first time uh, money raising investor, where do they typically come to you uh, in the process? And what's something that sometimes surprises them that you, you educate them about the process? Sure. I would say that, you know, A, if they're going to do a blind pool type deal, um, that they definitely should do a non-leveraged type situation because that's putting the investors in first position on the asset. Uh, and we are going to provide pretty specific information on their vetting process and, and the criteria for selecting an asset. So while we may not actually have specific asset information for the investors, they're going to know very specific information about the type of asset that will be purchased. Um, but if someone wants to doesn't want to go the blind pool route, you know, ideally, the earlier, the better in terms of them engaging us. You know, what sometimes happens is that a client will have, you know, three target assets, and they're able to provide information on those target assets, but they haven't necessarily put a contract in on those assets yet. That does provide us the capability to have actual data uh, to use and, and actual data to provide investors. And then that way, when the offering executes and they raise money, um, you know, if one of those assets has gone off market, they still have two available that they can execute upon. Um, things that surprise people, I, I would say um, the um, 
the detail level in terms of structure and return mechanisms, uh, there's really a lot that goes into structuring these deals. And I think um, when people get into our process and they, and they put an offering in place with us, I think they're sometimes surprised by uh, what's involved um, in terms of getting something structured so it's congruent and concise uh, and will be attractive for investors. Going back to your example of if they have three target assets and they have, you know, they'll have data that they can provide the investors. Um, at that point, uh, when they provide you with that information, what does your team do with it? So, first thing we're going to do is is really work with the client on what's going to be the ideal structure. Um, it might be a debt situation where we're going to sell real estate secured bonds. It might be a situation where we're selling preferred. Um, equity out of an LLC where we've got a, a like a class A preferred membership unit that's non-voting but yet has preferential rights maybe uh, so we might have a preferred return being carved out for investors they would then have additional participation in net income from um, uh, operational income uh, or obviously from capital gains from sale of the asset we um, put them typically in first position among the ex- amongst the equity holders with a liquidation right so that would really be one of the first things we would do is work with the client regarding what, what's going to be the appropriate structure for this transaction, what, what structure is going to serve the client best and really meet their needs, but also be attractive on the marketplace. So that really would be one of the very first things that we would do is, is work with the client uh, on the structuring aspects. What is your best advice ever for real estate investors? Um, I, my best advice would be that um, you want to you want to execute and raise capital properly, and and that really means putting an offering in place. Uh, there certainly are times where uh, a single operator will go out, and maybe they have two or three wealthy investors that they work with, and uh, these people are working with them. So when they do a deal, these these investors are essentially founders. They're 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 involved in the process. Uh, but if someone really wants to to take uh, their uh, their business to the next level. Uh, if they want to raise larger amounts of capital, if they want to raise capital in the open market, if they want to raise capital from a larger number of investors, my advice is put an offering in place because the um, the mechanics of how an offering executes, the advantages of having concise structure, the advantages of having a, a good solid disclosure document, the fact that you're following all of the appropriate protocols to raise that capital um, is is really going to increase dramatically your chances of success, but it's also going to ensure that you raise that capital properly. So my advice uh, would be, um, you know, if you're going to go out and raise capital from outside investors for your real estate purchases, make sure you're doing it properly. Make sure you're using a, a proper offering. What's the budget they should set aside to put together an offering when they hire someone? Uh, you know, yeah, I can say that if they're going to come through our firm, um, they should, for our services, have a budget of $5,500 uh, for, for our services fee and our work in terms of preparation and, uh, and, and execution of the offering. Um, so $5,500 uh, plus the additional costs would be execution-related costs, uh, state filing fees. They might do some, some printed versions of the prospectus, so they might have some print costs. So I, I would say that um, at a minimum, uh, they probably should have $7,500 set aside to fully execute the offering. That would be our services. That would be state filing fees. That would be some printing costs. With that said, we do have clients that, especially under the new 506C program, that's the new program that they launched under the JOBS Act that allows general advertising, 
you know, we have some clients that are, you know, having budgets in the fifteen to twenty thousand range where they're they're actually going out and doing general advertising and mass promotionally offering out to investors and doing some pretty creative things in the process as well. I've I've got guys that will do a advertise a, a seminar on the state of the market for multifamily in a certain area, and they'll run that for a while, and then they'll rent a, a conference room at a Hilton, pack 50 or 60 investors in there, do a state of the market pitch, and obviously then start handing out their prospectuses to people. So that's something that now you're able to do under 506C that, that prior to the implementation of that program, you, you would have been verboten. It would have been against the rules to do that type of advertising. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Absolutely. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Don't you deserve to have all your deals funded in lightning quick speed? I agree. That's why I've partnered up with our best ever sponsor, Patch of Land, to bring you the best crowdfunding crash course ever, where you get all the info you need to know about crowdfunding so that you can close more deals. Tune in every Sunday this February, and you'll be treated to the best crowdfunding crash course ever. Best ever book you've read. Um, I would say the best book I've ever read would be Into the Teeth of the Tiger by Don Lopez. And um, that is a book that it was written by a pilot uh, for the Flying Tigers back in World War II. And um, um, connected to that in that uh, my great uncle uh, flew with them. What's interesting to me about that is that uh, those, those men went over there prior to us entering World War II uh, and went over to fight the, uh, the Japanese uh, aggression that was, was happening over there and, and fought side by side with the Chinese prior to us even entering the war. And uh, so it's just um, uh, something that is, uh, is close to me just because I've got uh, uh, family that, that was in that unit and it's uh, a very interesting book. So that, that probably would be my favorite. Best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. I would have to say starting a business. It's, you know, starting a business is certainly a challenge. Running a business can be a challenge. Uh, but I think the personal growth uh, that you get from that, the, uh, the satisfaction that you get from seeing a business become successful, from being able to truly help people achieve their goals is, um, is a, unique, a unique experience. So I would have to say it's starting and running a business. Best ever success habit you practice? Constant improvement every day. Uh, I always I always try and move the ball forward and, and have some type of improvement, whether that's in my personal life, whether that's in business, every single day. And then I try and make it a specific thing that I can look back on at the end of the day and say, I improved upon that. Whether it's in my personal life, whether it's with business, that's something that I really try and focus on is every day trying to have something that I've improved upon uh, at the end of the day. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? Right now, it would definitely be 506C. That program has really revolutionized private companies being able to go out and raise capital. And we lobbied for something similar back in 2002. Uh, we were unfortunately not successful uh, at, at getting it implemented back then, but we were, we were really excited to see it come through with the JOBS Act. So um, I would say that uh, as far as us being excited about something, it's 506C. It's the capability for, for businesses now to go out derive the benefits of a private placement in terms of cost efficiency and, and uh, limited interaction with the SEC, uh, but yet still be able to now go out and do general advertising, do general solicitation, basically have what amounts to a public offering in terms of how they go out and raise capital. What's the biggest mistake you've made in business or real estate? You know, I would say, and I'll, we'll keep it real estate focused, I would say not having appropriate experts in place 
uh, in evaluating a property. And there's, uh, and I'm sure your listeners uh, can probably relate to that. Uh, you know, there's a lot that can go wrong with a property purchase. And, um, uh, you know, having expertise, having good professionals on hand that if there's a unique problem, uh, that you can uh, that, that you can have a professional there to identify it and, and obviously let you know you know what's going to be the cost for for remediating this problem uh, or is this a problem that's so costly you don't want to purchase the asset uh, so I think that's probably a mistake that probably happens a lot with people that are maybe just getting into the real estate investing game where they don't necessarily have that experience it, it's always good to have a, a good supporting crew with you uh, to help you evaluate assets and, and make sure that uh, you're not stepping into a problem that uh, is going gonna, is gonna to cause you to take a net loss. What's the best ever place to reach you? I would say it would be my office. It's 303-984-4883. And my extension is 112 if your listeners want to talk to me directly. And people can also get information on our company and the Reg D programs on our website. And that is located at www.regdresources.com. Dot com and that's r e g d resources plural, dot com thank you so much Doug for sharing your best ever advice with the best ever listeners and this was a fantastic conversation about the mysterious regulation d offer programs and having you on the show and talking through the advantages of raising capital prior to to identifying the asset through a blind pool even though um, it's called a blind pool. Uh, the investors will have a lot of information about the type of assets that you're looking to purchase, the vetting criteria and what the strategy is, financial projections, all that good stuff. And the, you know, the, the type of asset you will identify whenever you're, um, if you have the properties, the, type, the three type of target assets and have data to provide with the investors if you aren't doing the blind pool. And then also talking a little bit about how your company works with the investors throughout the process. It was incredibly interesting and informative. And thank you so much for being on the show. We'll talk to you soon. That sounds great, Joe. Thank you for having me. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com, where you'll get tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.